Ladies and gentlemen, this is VM Evolution Podcast, and this is your main event of the evening, the 60-minute time limit. The man in charge of this episode is your host, Vic Muscat. From Ohio Valley Wrestling, this man is truly inspirational. If you follow him on Twitter with some of his tweets, here he is, Damian Chambers. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, Vic? I am doing well. Thank you very much. I appreciate you taking time off your busy schedule to chat with me. Not a problem, man. I know we've been trying to do this one for a minute, so I'm glad that we could finally get it together. Hey, you know what? It's known as good things come from those who wait, right? Exactly. So how would you describe your career in one word? Uh, I would describe my career as being in the right place at the right time, to be perfectly honest. Um, my very first match, I was I was there. Uh, it was December 27th of 2019. I was about I was a little less than six months into training at that point. And uh, it was just one of those off shows. Obviously it was right after Christmas. Uh, a bunch of the guys were out in Iowa actually for uh, the wrestling revolver show that was happening that weekend. So there just weren't a lot of guys there. And I showed up, I had my gear, I was ready to go and they put me on the show. And ever since then I've been having matches. Uh, so and that's kind of just been the trend of my career so far is just being in the right place at the right time and just really being myself, uh, just meeting people along the way. Just, yeah, just being in the right place at the right time. Did you have any nerves when they were saying like, you're on, you know, and get oh. the first match? Yeah. So I, I get, I get to the building and, uh, the first thing that, uh, my trainer at the time says to me, he goes, do you have your gear? And I look at him and I go, what? <laughs> and he goes, do you have your gear? And I said, yeah, I got my gear. Of course I got my gear. And he says, good, you're on. And I, I immediately, all the butterflies start going like the butterfly started the second that he said, do you have your gear? Cause I, I had kind of had an idea of what was coming next. So it was, it, it, that, it was very nerve wracking, especially my first one, but it, it turned out really well. Like it was surprisingly for my first match, it ended up being a 16 minute match just because we needed to kill time and everything. And I got put with somebody who is very good. His name's Pompano Joe. Um, and he was able to, to just, just really help me out. And we had a good fun match. Who were some of the wrestlers that you looked up to while growing up? Um, growing up. So I grew up. I grew up watching uh, a lot of the 90s stuff into the early 2000s. Loved Ric Flair, loved Chris Jericho, um, really loved Alex Shelley, watching guys like that. Um, Randy Orton is a big guy of mine. Uh, Eddie Guerrero is a, a huge influence of mine. I, I really used to love what he did. Rey Mysterio, um, yeah, the, the Rock, Steve Austin, all those guys, like, I, I wouldn't say that there's one distinct wrestler that I like look towards, but um, yeah, just all those guys watching all those guys growing up and, and watching today's wrestling too. Like guys like Jonathan Gresham, Shelly's still doing it. Um, we got guys like Chris Jericho still doing it. And now we, we have like Kenny Omega, who's a big star. We have AJ Styles. We got all those guys. Seth Rollins is a big influence of mine too, actually. Um, so yeah, just Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, uh, all those guys. What would you give WWE programming a grade wise these days? 
I mean, it, that's the that's the audience. I think for the audience that they're trying to reach, they do a very good job. Uh, they're a very well organized company, in my opinion. I think that they uh, they they don't cater to the wrestling fan, in my opinion. They they cater to entertaining. So I think what they do, they're very successful with what they do. So they, they need to continue with that. As far as a grade, I, I would give them an A for how, how they perform based off of the audience that they're trying to reach. Well, do you think WWE should branch off of being like wrestling entertainment, which is nothing wrong with it, and not professional wrestling, trying to like be up there with AEW, OVW? You know, it's like a totally separate thing, like a Vegas show. So yeah, I, I think that I think WWE has really branched away from that. I think that I think that they are they're just specifically entertainment and that's fine. I, I, there's no problem with that. Like, I, I feel like I love professional wrestling, so I really love the as, the wrestling aspect of it. So the actual wrestling really means something to me. Um, so would I like to see them do stuff like that? Absolutely. I think they have some of the best wrestlers in the world and, and nobody can tell me different. Nobody can say that Seth Rollins isn't one of the best wrestlers in the world. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I think that he could still like him as Tyler black lit up the indie scene. So it was just like, you still have guys that, that can go and they just, they just have a different outlook on things. How's Al Snow doing these days? Because I remember 20 years ago when I was at, working in Stanford, Connecticut, at a Vegas Grill and Tavern. He used to come, he used to have lunch there quite a few times. And he was a great guy back then. Yeah, Al, Al, Al's a great guy. Uh, I've had the pleasure. Any, anytime I'm down there, he's always been great to me. He's always given me the advice whenever I've asked for advice. And it's always, it's always been advice to me you can get advice anywhere but it's from the guys that have been there and done it and his advice to me has always been on point so what are some of the best resources you've used to help you with your career um well ace austin is my trainer uh zachary wentz who now goes as nash carter was my trainer um i I know, I know a lot of people from impact. I work at AAW a lot. Um, so, I mean, I meet a lot of people too. Like uh, I've met a lot of ring of honor guys. I've met some AEW guys. Like I've, I've met a lot of people. I, um, but yeah, like I've, I've met a lot of people and they've given, they've all given me great advice and just things that I should be doing or not doing and how I should develop myself as a wrestler, as a, as a, professional wrestler and character all that stuff so in one word how would you describe the number one quality to on being a good professional wrestler um the number one quality of being a good professional wrestler be yourself um i think that too many people try to act and you can't act uh, you have to be yourself because otherwise it just doesn't come off genuine. And as a professional wrestler, people want genuine people. Um, so really just be yourself and turn it up to 11. That's good advice because people try to be like robotic, kind of like fake. And it's just like yeah. the fans can sense that. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. So like in the, the way I kind of describe that too, is I played, I played rugby for 15 years. So when I was, when I really look at myself and I, and who I am as a person, I try to envision who I was on a rugby field. Um, so being on a rugby field, you have to be aggressive. You have to be in people's faces. You gotta, you gotta constantly be moving. So that, that's how I, that's how I am as a person. I, on the rugby field, that's how I am as a person. I'm aggressive. That's how I translate that into the ring. So I have a very aggressive style in the ring and that's how I, that's how I try to, to bring myself out there. So. What position is your favorite playing rugby? Uh, so I, I played in center. So the number 12 position, but I'll tell you what, I always enjoy, I played ev almost every position there was on the field. I always played, uh, enjoyed playing flanker. So six or seven uh, in the pack, because man, it, it's like being a defensive end. As soon as you, as soon as you, the ball goes out, you just go and you just, you just head hunt. So I always enjoyed that too. Yeah. My wife has played rugby a little bit in King State College and yeah, it, it, it's tough. Yeah, it's a rough sport. It's tough, but after the game, though, they were all getting together, getting drunk. So it was just yep. kind of like, you just beat the crap out of each other. What? And now you're telling me a beer? Yeah, man, that it, it's it, that's rugby for you. And I'll tell you what, it's it's kind of like wrestling, too. <laughs> good point. It's just like, yes, someone's spitting teeth up. It's like, that was a good hit. Yeah, I exactly. Not be happy drinking beer. Actually, one of my co-hosts just popped up. Awesome. He's late to the party. I will bust his balls for being late to the party. <laughs> Because he knows better. Apologize for this delay. Oh, no, you're fine, man. KPG, you're late. I know, man. I had the flu. Well, I got the flu now. Told you I had the flu. Like, that's right. He does have the flu. He is fighting the flu. I should not bust his balls that much. Hey, but man, KPG, he's, fight, he's fighting and being here, so that's all that matters. But KPG, <laughs> this is Damian Chambers. We remember watching him on OVW every Thursday night. Mm-hmm. How's it going, man? Good. He's a little, he's a, just a little warrior, toughing through these, through the flu. <laughs> so, have you ever been a face and a heel in your career before? And if so, what do you prefer being? Um, I, I've been both. Uh, yeah, so depending on where I'm at and depending on what, uh, who needs me to be whatever they need me to be. I don't have a preference because honestly, I don't change myself uh, whether or not I'm the good guy or the bad guy per se. Um, I'm there to wrestle. I'm there to win. So I do what I need to do to win. And that's the bottom line. It's, I don't have a specific reasoning for what I'm doing. I just, I, I don't mind being heel or face bottom line. Because I, I, I'm still me. If you had a live mic on AEW, Donna Mike, live on TNT, what would your first words be? If I had a, if I had a live what on AEW? Mike. Microphone. If I, if I had a live mic. You know, uh, ever since uh, Brian Danielson said, I'm a professional wrestler, I'm here to goddamn wrestle, I, I, I really take him to that. So I really enjoyed that. So it, it'd probably be something like that. So I noticed in OVW that you have a little bit of a cold streak going on. Yeah. What's going on with that? You know, it's, it's just a matter of um, 
It's just a matter of adapting to my opponents there. Uh, obviously, everywhere you go, you're going to run into something a little bit different. So it's just a matter of once I've adapted to to the climate, once I've adapted to to everybody who's there, I I, I know I'm going to start going on a good win streak there. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. What has your best experience been so far in OVW? Uh, my best experience so far, uh, you know, wrestling Jake Omen was pretty sweet. I really like Jake. Jake and I uh, have been some places, and I feel like we put on a good show, and I feel like there's a lot more to come between him and I. So, when I first of all, when I mentioned the culture, I wasn't including that the uh, title rumble. That's that's hard to win. That's a whole separate entity. Yeah, that that one was a difficult one. There's there's a lot of good guys from OVW that were in that. So, yeah. So in professional wrestling, what do you think needs improvement the most? I think that professional wrestling is in a really good place. Um, I I just feel like there's a lot of competition which leads to really good, just really good professional wrestling. Um, I always, I always think that storytelling is a good, is a, is a, is something that needs to always be better. Um, people need to realize that there is a story being told. And if the audience doesn't get that across, if they don't understand what the story is, then it's hard to get behind a match. So what do you think is more important for a promotion um listen to the fans or trusting their gut and saying fuck the fans this is what i'm gonna do this is my promotion i'm gonna fuck what what the fans think i I think there's got to be a good middle ground honestly um if you always leave the fans happy going home at night then uh then you're not gonna um you're not gonna get them coming back because if the story is always the same thing, like if you, the if the good guy's always up, then, uh, I mean, why would you keep coming back? So there, there's got to be a good there's got to be a good balance, in my opinion. Who are you waving to? Uh, my niece tried to come in. She can, you know what? Anytime now, my two year old <laughs> might be running in here. So your niece runs in. Hey, you know it's real. Like I said before, it's yeah, real. for real. She, uh, she might be back. Who knows? She's, she's five years old and she's here today. So, uh, I was just, she was about to come in. So. Well, if she does come in, don't feel like it's like, she has to go away more than Mary. That's what we always say. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Big two-year-old son's basically the host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I named my kids part of my IT department. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's they just pop it. And it's just like, what do you do? It's just like, okay. And you can embrace it or you can just get frustrated and, get mad and it's just yeah. not worth it. So, I, I get maybe maybe she'll make an appearance we'll see so what is the one common myth in professional wrestling that you that drives you nuts that you like to debunk a common myth um give me some examples of what uh what you're trying to get across i kind of like if someone says like on twitter like tw- tweets you like wrestling's fake you know you look you know tights on men you know stuff like that wrestling is absolutely not fake so let's get that across very clearly uh bumps hurt a hundred percent it does not feel good to fall down anytime so 
there is nothing fake about wrestling. I can promise you that. Um, something that I'd like to debunk. Um, I, did, I, I really feel like people don't realize how much work it takes to be a professional wrestler. Um, it's not just simply showing up at a wrestling event, doing a 12 minute match and then going home. There is so much more behind it. I'm in the gym, maybe four hours a day. So there, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And whether it be in the gym, lifting weights, doing cardio, being in the ring, doing cardio training, things like that. It, if, if you're a full-time wrestler, then you're working constantly. Your nutrition, your, how you eat throughout the day. It's, it's a full-time job. Like wrestling is not easy. And um, people need to realize that it is, it's a full-time job. And sometimes it's, it's three jobs in one. So. Um, if you had a match for the aid, not AEW, don't be fuck. OVW heavyweight title. And Tony Khan said, Walk up to you before the match and said, I will sign you to AEW, but you have to lose this match. What would your reaction be? Uh, I'm laying down in the middle of the ring. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, ah, that would be hard because OVW is OVW is a goal, and it should be for every wrestler. Like if you if you think about the history that OVW has, that's, you're making your own history at OVW. It's, it's absolutely insane. Uh, I mean, that's, a, that's a difficult, I, I don't know what I would do to be perfectly honest. It depends how many zeros are after the number that he's they're offering you in the contract. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's a big part of it too there. <laughs> so yeah, people don't understand that OVW has been around for a long, really long time. It's oh, not yeah. just, you know, have an uprising right now. They've been around for, I can't don't even know how long they've been around for, but. I mean, think about the guys that have come out of there. Brock, Randy, mm-hmm. Batista, Cena, all of them. It's, it's, They've got a insane, like, and you you sit in the back, uh, getting changed or whatever, and you see all the pictures of all the all the superstars that have come out of OVW, all the superstars that that they may still be developing, and it's 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 got history. It's it's historical. It's an historical place that every wrestler should should have a goal to to be there. Um. Oh. Um. What is the best you what's the best advice you ever received from somebody else outside of wrestling in the wrestling business or just best advice in general? Best advice I've ever received. Hmm. Outside of wrestling, uh, there is a Dr. Seuss quote that says, be who you are because those who matter don't mind and those who uh, mind don't matter. Uh, so that's always, that's, that one's always uh, followed me. Um, and I really enjoy that quote. It's something that, that uh, lives rent free in the back of my head, as some would say, I, I keep that quote with me anywhere I go because I am, I'm going to be myself wherever I go. And 
so far it's it's worked out so kbg still my next question <laughs> what do you wish you ha- would have known when you started your career that you know now um I wish that I would have known, uh, going back to something I said earlier, how much work it was going to be. Um, I, I took it for granted at first. I, I didn't realize how much work it would be because um, not, not to take anything away from, from rugby or anything, but it, rugby was, I, and I, I played for Ohio State, so keep this in mind. Rugby was train two days a week, be in the gym three days a week maybe four days, depending on what your schedule looked like. So it was like, you took it for granted and then you become a professional and things change. So like when I was playing at Ohio state, I was obviously in college and everything. So it was be, be a college student, then come wrestle. Now being a professional athlete, being a professional wrestler, that's when you can't take it for granted. That's you got, you have to commit. If, if you're going to be successful, you have to commit. Um, how do you feel about the power of social media taking over professional wrestling in 2021? Um, I mean, everybody's got their opinion and opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. So it's just like, that's right. Pe- people, people are going to bitch and it's a catch 22. It really is. Obviously it's been shown that um, the people's voice, it can be heard very well. I mean, and it's not, it's not just in wrestling. Like uh, what was it? GameStop, the stock hit like a thousand dollars a year or so ago, just because people just were like, Hey, we're all going to buy game or GameStop stock. And there's Bitcoin and, and all this other stuff that nobody really knows what's going on with it. It's just, it's, it's word of mouth. And then you start to buy it. Now you're talking about Shibu Inu, you're talking about all this stuff. And I'm, I'm not even like a crypto guy, but it's just, it's literally just, you can see the power that social media has and you can see how important people's voices are nowadays. It, it's, it's obviously a spectacle. So uh, how do I, how do I feel about it? I mean, it is what it is. It's something that we all have to deal with. I, I don't like it. I think that I think if you have an opinion, you should be able to state it. Not everybody's going to respect your opinion. Some people, a lot of people are going to respect the opinion. So it's, it's just a matter of what you're talking about, like, and how deep into it you want to get. So Toledo championship wrestling, you recently went through a table. That table looked like did not look like another uh, table you see on AEW or WWE. It looked like it was harder than those tables. How hard was it actually compared to other tables you've been through? Oh well, I'll be perfectly honest. That's the first table I'd ever gone through, um, and it 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 felt about how it looked. To be perfectly honest, uh, like I like I said earlier, bumps are not fun. Uh, that one was specifically not fun. Uh, but you know what? I got some good pictures out of it. So, oh yeah, it's a video of it. Not not to poke fun at you, but there's videos of it all over YouTube right now. You I know. Table. I told them to take it down, and by God, they did not. So I'm I'm gonna have to get back with 
with TCW and make sure that they get that taken down because that's ridiculous. That you can't have videos of that of me looking like that. That's ridiculous. No, that that also I, I there was a cheap sock somewhere from the guy. I didn't see it, but exactly he had control and you, you know you wouldn't lose control like that. I know, dude. It it was absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't have been more upset about it. Shiba and you to the moon. So I'm gonna say your last question about crypto, but um fans okay that's this is part two of my last question about fans um how you feel about fans saying oh this person needs to get a push but when they finally get a push they bitch and moan about it so how you feel about fans basically getting what they want then two weeks later they bitch about it I mean, that's, that's, that's wrestling. Uh, people are always going to get, the, people are always going to talk about how uh, one of the, one of the funny things I actually saw today is EC3 has a new shirt and the shirt is basically, uh, it was something to do. It was a fan and it was uh, them talking about how, Oh, you should go to AEW. How, how every wrestler should be going to AEW. Not every wrestler deserves a push. And that's the bottom line. It's like uh, how to liken it to maybe professional football at this time. Not there's ele- there's eleven players on the field for each team at any point during a game. Well, there are fifty five players on the roster, so twenty two. Maybe you got thirty three players that are actually playing on the field, whether it be on offense, defense, or special teams. Um, but what about those other twenty guys? Not everybody deserves a push. And when they finally do get that push, they either have the opportunity to show themselves as a superstar or they don't. And that that's up to the wrestler. That's the, the fan as a, as a fan wrestler wrestling is for the fans. That's, that's the bottom line. Um, That's how wrestling makes money is through the fans. Same with any other professional sport. So there is, there is a, there is a, a, a sweet line that we need to to pay attention to, just like uh, the earlier question. There's a sweet line of listening to the fans versus creating a story. So that that's how I feel about that. What's your opinion on the 30 days title defense clause? Because some promotions will be like go back and forth. They'll be like, this guy has to be stripped of the title because it's been 30 days. Meanwhile, the next guy who was a champion they let go for like 45 days, 60 days before he defends. Do you think that puts a black eye in professional wrestling, not going by a certain rule and then flip-flopping on it? Yeah. I, I think that, uh, I think the title should be defended weekly. In my opinion, I feel like you should always have a fighting champion. Uh, so I definitely feel like a title needs to be defended within a certain period of time, 30 days. I like, I like 30 days, but like I said, if, you, if you're a fighting champion, if you're somebody that, that actually cares for, cares for the company that you're, you're holding on your back, literally, that's what a title means. A title means that a company, you are, you are holding that entire company on your back. You are paying the bills of every guy who's on that roster. That's what a champion does. So if you're not willing to defend that title, I, in my opinion, you're a coward. Well put. What you just said about the EC3 thing, I tell 
Vic and Marcus that was our other calls. All that else. I'm like, not everybody has to go to AEW. It's not every free agent, not every wrestler has to go to AEW. Right. I say it all the time. Yeah, it's There's other companies out there. It's Impact, New Japan, MLW, Ring of Honor, who is about to be out of business from Rob Morton. So yeah. I'm glad I got another person vouching yes. for that for me. No, no. We had other wrestlers come on and it was like, oh, yeah, whatever. You had somebody agree with you. And now I got another person agreeing with me. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are not everybody. Not everybody needs to go to AEW. Not everybody deserves to go to AEW. Not everybody needs to go to WWE. Not everybody needs to go to Impact. Uh, it is what it is. Like, you earn the spot that you fight for. And that's the bottom line, is the wrestler will earn the spot that they fight for. So I read that you're into paranormal activities. Is that true? I, I enjoy paranormal activities. So um, I've, I'm not like... I'm not somebody who necessarily I've never experienced paranormal activity, but it's always been very interesting to me that that something like that could happen. So I've, I've always really digged the exorcist. I've always really digged uh, the paranormal activity movies. Uh, just, just things like that. It's, it's always been, it's always been very interesting to me because I, I like to be scared and I don't get scared very often, but paranormal activity stuff that that scares me. That is pretty freaky, isn't it? I think it just came out yeah. with a new movie, a new paranormal activity. Did they? Yeah, so it's, it's either on Discovery Plus app or Paramount app, one of those apps. But just a little part of me thinks that there, there's only so much you can milk out of like one series of movies before they start to get a little, you know, old. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Like after, the, I think. The last one I saw was the fourth paranormal activity. And I even thought that one was, that was starting to get a little heavy, but the, the first one, when I saw the first one, the I first one was freaking, I freaked out. I freaked the hell out, man. The whole, the entire, the entire, the entire movie. I was like, so. Yeah. The first and second one was the freakiest ones. The third one was okay. It was pretty good. And the yeah. fourth one just kind of like dropped off the radar. Yeah. And I like, what uh the first time i ever saw the exorcist that thing scarred me that, that scarred me for life but i love it <laughs> do you like watch those movies kpg yeah yeah barely but yeah <laughs> only i only watch them around halloween but any other part watch them. don't watch them i watch them like season movies like if it's christmas i'm gonna watch christmas movies if it's halloween i'm gonna watch halloween movies so so well, one of the one of the movies that I really enjoy watching uh, during Halloween and Christmas is The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I still have not seen it this year. I'm kind of disappointed in myself to be at, to to be honest. You still have a, enough time. I know, I know. I, I do have I watch, a little bit of fun. Yeah, because I watch Home Alone every Christmas season. So I love Home Alone. But my question is: a year or so ago, when the Undertaker retired. Officially retired, he came out and said that wrestling's not what it used to be. Everybody's friends now. Back in the day, we used to carry guns and knives, and we used to fight each other, and it used to be the top dog in the locker room. Now it's buddy, buddy. How do you feel about that statement that he said about 14, 15 months ago during the pandemic? Um, 
mean, that's the way it was back in the day. That's the way it was. But I, I love, I love wrestling today, man. Um, I, I don't think that we need to be enemies. It's, it's an ugly world. So what's the point in, in making it any uglier? You might as well just be kind, just, just be kind. That's, that's the bottom line is just be a good person and just be kind to everybody. There's, there's no need to, there's no need to act like you're like you're better than anybody because eventually you'll get put into place no matter what. It doesn't matter if it's by a vet or if it's by somebody coming up, you'll get put in your place. If, if you're doing, if you're being a shitty person. So. Yeah. Cause no one's perfect. And yeah. I think people want to have that, you know, reputation like, no, I'm not, I'm perfect. I'm right. You know, it's just right. some people need to step back and say like, huh, I was wrong. Fuck me. Okay. Next question. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. So what if, since we talked about what advice someone gave to you, what advice would you give to a rookie pursuing a similar career as yours? Um, commit. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll keep harping on that. The is if you're, if, if you want to make this your profession, if you want to, um, if you want, if you want this to be your thing, if you want to make wrestling your life, you have to commit. Like it literally has to be your life. Uh, there's, there's no if, ands or buts about it. There's no half time, part time stuff. If you're doing this, if you're doing this part time and I don't have any problem with guys doing it part time, but it hurts, man. Like wrestling is not easy on the body. So it's, it's to me, it's just like, why would you want to put your body through that? So if, if you're okay with that, then that's fine. But that's what you're committing to. If you want to commit and make this your profession, you got to do it. And you, you have to, you have to go all in, whether it's developing your body, developing your character, uh, working towards the trade, all of it. Um, I think you stole my question now, so we're even. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, upset he's upset because his Astros lost last night. <laughs> oh no! <Fuck> the Braves. <laughs> I was about to say the Braves won the the, the World Series and everything. That's I think right. I'm a Cowboys though. So I, I'm a Cowboys fan, dude. Oh, so I quit now. <laughs> I'm a huge Cowboys fan. I've been a Cowboys fan my entire life. I have too, man. My dad, my whole dad, so I was Cowboys fan. So I just fell right in. See, my thing was is that growing up, none of my family was were, were sports people, and they definitely weren't football people. But I grew up, I just, I just naturally took to sports. And just one day, I was watching TV. It was the Cowboys versus the Redskins, and I, this was probably when I was like five, maybe even younger. But I was a, I was like, whenever we played cowboys and indians outside or whatever i was always a cowboy so i was just like oh i hope the cowboys win and ever since then i've stuck with them oh hey, now we're moved on from that because Vic is probably pissed off that he has another cowboys fan <laughs> no, um, no, I, I love cowboy fans <laughs> yeah the way you bat nobody on fucking twitter yeah you sure do love them it's, it's, no, it's nobody, KBG, kbg starts it that's what it is Nobody loves Cowboys fans. I'll be the first to admit that, but I, I love my Cowboys, so it's it's all good. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Everywhere. I see my like I literally see myself everywhere. I, I will go anywhere. I will do whatever I can. 
So whenever somebody asks me where I see myself in the future, everywhere, that's, that's always been my answer. What are some of the upcoming events that you have scheduled? Um, this weekend, I will be at War Wrestling, which takes place in Lima, Ohio. Um, in a couple weeks, uh, the, so Thanksgiving is Thursday. The next day is AAW in Chicago, so I'll be there. The next day is back to Columbus for Ohio Wrestling Alliance. Uh, and that's the day that Ohio State plays Michigan. So we're doing this whole uh, big match type thing where uh, we're running the event while the Ohio State Michigan game is going. Basically, we'll have a couple uh, pre-show matches. We'll watch the first half. There will be a couple matches during halftime. We'll watch the second half. And then the rest of the matches will be on after that. So uh, I'm really looking forward to that one, especially. That sounds really cool, actually. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a really good idea. Justin, who's the owner of OWA, does a really good job promoting and bringing in some some high ta- some good talent around the Indies. So, if we ever have an event in Texas, just hit up Vic, then he'll get with me, so we can link up and do whatever. Yeah. Usually, like a chill person. So, anytime we come to Texas, just hit up Vic, and he'll hit me up and say, "Hey, this." I don't want to call you motherfucker. This person is coming to Texas. So yeah, te- Texas is definitely somewhere where I want to be. A lot of good stuff is happening in Texas. I know new Texas pro is, is exploding right now. So, and there, there are a bunch of other promotions down in Texas. I would love to, I would love to come. I love Texas. Like I've been to Texas four or five times now. Uh, my buddy lives down in Austin. I've been to some Cowboys games in Dallas and uh, I, I love Texas. I would love to come to Texas more. Yes. Like I say, anytime you can, come to Texas or get booked in Texas, um, just hit up Vic and he'll get our information together. We can probably go to the Cowboy game together or somewhere like that. Awesome. That sounds great. Oh, one, I want up KPG. Any event you have coming in general, you let me know <laughs> and I'll share it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you I, add me to your post. I, I really don't care. It uh, says, so- uh, you actually just reminded me uh, next weekend I'll be at rumble on the river, which is a uh, Ohio event. I forgot about that one. I want to give them a shout out too, but I, I try to, I, I share everything I possibly can. I try to, I try to promote every show that promotes me. So uh, I always try to share stuff. So uh, anytime I get people sharing that stuff, that that's always a good sign. So. Yeah. We're here for you, man. You come, you give us your time. We're loyal. You know, it's, it's our appreciation. Our gratitude. I appreciate that. Is rest, like, wrestlers like you it makes me very humble, you know, doing this show. And ask KPG, I could be a cocky asshole. <laughs> it just makes me very humble. It makes me very appreciative. You know? I appreciate I appreciate you saying that, Vic. KPG? Oh, I don't have anything else. You're going to be a cocky asshole once we're standing anyway, so. <laughs> and for the record, and you can go back to other episodes, I was with KBG agreeing with the whole WWE, AEW must pick a side because I was comparing him to today's politics about mm-hmm. people saying you must pick Republican or Democrats. I'm independent. What's wrong with being independent? You know, what's yep. wrong with saying like there are some yep. things wrong with WWE, but there's some good things. AEW the same way. And just loving wrestling in general. Yeah, I, I just love wrestling. So I, I watch every product imaginable. I watch... I I promise you anybody who I'm friends with will tell you I'm constantly watching wrestling. If I'm on the treadmill 
or if I'm on the step meal at the gym, I'm watching wrestling pre-workout, post-workout. Uh, I'll, I'll sit at home and study matches. Uh, so it, it, I, I watch everything. I, I literally try to watch everything. So how can my audience connect with you online? Um, the, uh, as far as following me, you can follow me on Instagram, the real Damien Chambers. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, which is real damn Chambers. So R-E-A-L-D-A-M Chambers, C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S. Uh, those are the two places that I'm, I'm really active. I'm obviously active on Facebook, which is just Damien Chambers. Um, but yeah, those are the places that you can really find me on social media. Well, Damien, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. I'll be sending you like a little quick little survey in the next hour or two, just to say like, see how you had your, how fun you had in the show, whether we wasted your time or we were professionals. No, I, I enjoyed this. I, you, you both were great. I, I really enjoyed my time today. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And I wish you luck in your OVW career and your independent wrestling career as well. Thank you very much, Vic. Thank right. you, KPG. Yes, sir. And you take care of yourself. All right, you too. Hey, bye-bye.